Welcome to the Wild Abide Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Allness. I am so excited to lead you on this journey of shaking off shame, stirring up hope, and running after our dreams together. Let's go. episode of The Wild Abide. We have a super fun little treat planned, which is that I am bringing on my husband, Caleb Allness, who is a youth pastor, a graphic designer, a visionary, a gamer, a hammocker, a and everything. All around wonderful. nerd. All around nerd extraordinaire. Yep. Good guy. Good friend. He's coming on today. Good egg. egg. He's a good egg. We say that all the time. (laughs) He's the best. He's here today to talk about how to make disciples from home. As we're in this crazy season with coronavirus and stay-home orders, and we're heading into week seven? Six. 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 Okay, six. I am all messed up, obviously. I just made a post about week six. Okay. Asking people how they're feeling and... To describe it in emotion. I did too, but so, I said seven. <laughs> right, true. So if you guys are listening, you should send us a DM describing yeah. how you're doing in emojis. Oh, I like that. I like giving them homework. That's just, yeah. There's just know, a nice simple, uh, super super simple. You can send us like four or five emojis, mm-hmm. but explaining kind of how you're doing. You know. Yeah, but. I love hearing that. Yeah, so we're heading into week. Who knows how many and day? What am I call it? And. We don't know how much longer we have left. Could be a little bit, could be a lot longer, but either way, this season has caused both of us to really just get creative in how we do ministry, how we do disciple making, and how we just spend our time at home. And so I wanted to bring you on to chat about that. Yeah. So I know you mentioned like to start even to like sharing like maybe like a high and low to this season as far as... Mm -hmm. um, what's like been good and what's been hard in the season of discipleship and in the season of ministry um where we're all cooped up at home um and honestly i think a high has just been embracing new forms of technology and new ways to communicate and to connect um i think even like for myself if anything like i have not used different social media realms and, and different areas of communication to the extent that i could have um in the past and I think it's been really cool and just fun to kind of be creative with how to connect I mean I'm talking to students through snapchat and mm-hmm. I'm talking to them through playing fortnite mm-hmm. on my playstation and I'm like just finding these ways to just connect authentically with them um which probably wouldn't have happened without this like pause in our world um because I just wouldn't have thought about that I would have thought about the intentional like connecting in person which is still just as important mm-hmm. but there's the other ways to be able to be creative and to use things and even realizing like some of the time that we use can actually be effective in our ministry if we just have the right mindset towards it um but with that the hard piece has been that lack or that that lack of true connection and true um face-to-face interaction um and even feeling the emotion of people and having that um connection in that way um and i think something else even just like a personal thing has just been navigating all the new like communication um things and even just that there's so many voices out there um that makes it really hard to be able to engage with 
the people that you're discipling and ministering to, um, or even just connecting with on, on a personal friend level, even to, um, by adding just another voice into the mix of things. Um, and it almost just feels like we're being overwhelmed by voices and noise, um, that it can be really hard to find those ways to both creatively communicate something, um, that's also impactful and will be just like positive and engaging and disciple making and all those things. Um, while not just being another voice and not just being scrolled by and just kind of forgotten. And even just like, there's so many methods of communication. Like there's text, there's email, there's Snapchat, there's Instagram messages, there's Facebook messages, there's Zoom, like there's Mm -hmm. like all these, there's FaceTime, there's like a million different ways to connect with people. Um, But sometimes I think we can get tired from that and get a little weary and burned out. I know something that changed for me, if we just want to like paint a quick picture for people of what ministry has looked like for us before coronavirus Mm -hmm. and now during I, for a long time, I have an online ministry, Wild Abide, which you know because your list, the listener knows because they're yep. listening to the podcast right now. And I love creating content and connecting with people online. I think it's really cool. But I'm used to, like, my in-person ministry being a break from that mm-hmm. and being kind of this, like, different mode that I get a shift into. I go from writing and creating and being on social media at home, and then I get a, like, this is before coronavirus, I would get to leave the house and go pick up a student and get ice cream with them or Mm -hmm. have coffee with one of the girls I mentor or go to a youth night and run around and play games and eat popcorn and, (laughs) you know, laugh and physically be with my students. And it felt like a refreshing different side of ministry. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest challenges for me, it has been now everything is online. Mm -hmm. Like, my whole life, like, I, not just the online ministry I run and, like, the work that I do, but also my friendships and my mentorships and my, my in-person ministry going digital. So, I know that's been probably the hardest adjustment for me has just been, like, energy and mm-hmm. knowing that there's a lot of need and there's a lot of need to connect, but I am limited and finite in the amount of energy I have to give. Yep. So have you been feeling stretched thin with the needs versus what you can do in this process? Oh, totally. Yeah. (laughs) I like not even going to try to fluff it. No, like it's definitely been like stretching. And I think what's interesting to you is, I mean, a lot of my role, and I mean, some of you might know too, just even those that are following along, like maybe even heard our podcast from the beginning to you, just like my role and just um, very much like in the local church and in the local mm-hmm. ministry and, and that has completely shifted to be online. And I yeah. mean, I think in that there's a lot of cool stories in the place of like the gospel can't be stopped. Like the gospel's mm-hmm. reaching so many more people. And we even had testimonies within our church of people hopping on from different countries and from different States and like tuning in, which yeah. is amazing. Um, but then there's that connection piece and the actual community mm-hmm. building and discipling that looks different and is harder to navigate in this season um and so definitely i feel like especially in the youth side because the other for those of you that don't know too like part of my job at the church as well is not only just the youth ministry but i also run the communication stuff of our church and so obviously your workload for that (laughs) increased yeah my workload increased huge in this season everything going online um because we had never been live which is the case for most people working in communication for churches 
across the world. Absolutely. If you're working in a communications job for a church, your your job got Pro- crazier. <laughs> if, if you're listening and you do some sort of social media communication, marketing, even live stream stuff for your church, props to you guys. Like, yeah. this has been a season of a lot of growing, and I know we've been learning a lot, and I um, am thankful. Shout out to Carl, who's someone that is on our okay. staff that he helps me with my vid- like the video and stuff like I would not be doing what we were doing without him and he, they um, hired him like two three months before this started it was yeah. so in the nick of time it was right in the right God I cannot God imagine no. this season without a Carl yeah like, God God it's... knew God knew I needed him to help me out so shout out to Carl if he's listening um but yeah and I think so in that like that has taken a whole new sphere because our church along with so many others had never done live stream before um, we had done different things that like we've added in some like, you know, recordings of service, like sermons to make highlights or things like that. And so kind of dabbled in it and had been actually on my bucket list for this year to start like experimenting and trying, but little did I know that I'd have a week turnaround to <laughs> make it happen. Um, being forced into being it. Kind of forced into rather it. Rather than it being something that you like planned and prepared yeah. for, for, you know, like months. Right. And so, um, and ours obviously... We're not full-fledged live stream. We don't have to get into that. But ours is, like, we, we're doing it differently. Like, we're pre-recording certain things and stuff like that. But it's been cool. It's been successful. It's been fun. And it's been a growing thing. But definitely because of that, the side of youth ministry has definitely been a lot of experimenting. And, I mean, along with so many other ways. And for all of us that are discipling and mentoring and doing ministry in the season, we're all experimenting and trying things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's definitely been moments where I've felt that um, I'm not doing enough, even specifically with the youth, of just making sure, yeah. like... Because we even had a really strong momentum going um, yeah. in this spring um, of just some some acceleration and growth and where the Lord is leading both the youth ministry and some other cool mm-hmm. opportunities within the youth of our city, um, partnering with some youth pastors in town um, and stuff like that to do different events. And that all had to kind of slow down a little bit, not necessarily stop, but slow down. And it's almost like been this fleshly fear of uh losing that momentum when mm-hmm. we start to gather again um but then even just this last week been hearing from different boys and like the, the boys and girls in the youth group that have been like what are the stuff that we're going to do when we get back together we need to do this this and this like we need to have more community stuff because mm-hmm. we've been missing it and like there's just that hunger still yeah. um and so that's even just a way to encourage you guys that like we're all feeling like that maybe we're not doing enough but in the process it's that when, when your heart's in the right place and you're doing it authentically and intentionally, like you, you're hitting the mark and you're doing the best you can. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing is to like do what you can with what you have where mm-hmm. you're at, which is like a very old quote from, yeah. I don't even know I don't who, know. I think the source is unknown, but yeah, do what you can with what you have where you're at. And so right now where you're at is at home. Mm-hmm. And what you have, I can't tell you specifically what you, you have right now because I don't know you, but, um, and we're, and just doing what you can with that and being a faithful steward of what God has given you and the call that God has given you. Yeah. One thing to just keep in mind during this season is the Great Commission in Matthew 28 did not go away mm. because we were stuck at home. And... The Great Commission in Matthew 28 is also not about a job. It's not about a career. It's not about um, a ministry role. It's about the calling of every single follower of Jesus is to make disciples. Mm -hmm. 
and is to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I don't know how virtual baptism works right now. I, all I know is I think we're going to have a really big baptism party when we're out of this. I mean, you could, you could go Nacho <laughs> Libre style and just find a bowl and dip someone's head in. Um, I, I've heard of, like, college ministries instead of baptizing people in bathtubs yeah. in, like, dorm rooms. Oh, it could happen. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, you know, one-on-one, wear your mask. <laughs> if, if, the, if the heart is where it's at and, like, you know what you're doing it for, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Yeah. So, <laughs> baptize people, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but to make, the making the disciples is the important yeah. part yeah. here. It's and a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, yeah. And we talk even a lot about, and I think we talked about this on the last interview we did, of the difference between... Um, ministry job and ministry lifestyle mm-hmm. and how we even kind of have split up those two in our in our brains and in our calendars so that we don't I don't know so that we don't kind of get complacent and mm-hmm. just saying oh I'm checking off the box of my job that counts but instead making sure that we're living that lifestyle of ministry and relationship and investing in people yeah or um, even looking at relationships as just a priority to a job yeah. and that place and that mindset of like remembrance it's not it's not that mindset because I think it's even something that um can be really easy when you do ministry for a living and that mm-hmm. place of relationship is way above just the fact of I'm just doing this to mark it off my list it's like yeah. actually no like I'm developing an authentic relationship with this person and mm-hmm. I like and, and and those that are in ministry get that but it's that place yeah. of it's that it's that balance yeah so we want to give you guys some practicals we're gonna keep this episode not too long and wanted to share five different ways that you can make disciples from home. We're all about giving the practicals, aren't we, babe? Oh yeah. <laughs> Super simple. We're like the let's let's do let's, a list. Let's, let's equip you it. equip you with the simple stuff, really practical things. Yeah. Things that you can check off the list, not in the mindset to check off and be like I'm done one like one and done, but actually just that like Keep Am I meeting organized. these parts? Keep yourself organized. Keep yourself in the main. Both like that. Yeah. So way number one to make disciples at home is to be intentional in one-on-one FaceTimes, calls, Zooms, that kind of meeting up with people. And we've been definitely on FaceTime more, <laughs> mm-hmm. more than normal. We have a few college friends who are on FaceTime all the time, and I don't really get that. They just like leave their FaceTimes going and like fall asleep on them and stuff it's just weird i love them but i'm not using facetime that much but i'm still using it a lot more than we did so we've had facetimes with college students who were former youth students we've had facetimes with current youth students we've had facetimes with leaders leaders yeah we've done premarital counseling with our leaders um over zoom we've done a lot of those little calls what has been your favorite part of those? I mean, I think just naturally in that too, it's again, right? It's like we have, so we have these phones, we have these ability of FaceTime and all those things that I, we didn't use mm-hmm. in seasons past. And just even just realizing the simplicity of it and how easy mm-hmm. it is to be able to even get just that like in person, like not necessarily in person, like that virtual face to face um which is just really great because it's it's another level of getting I know some people maybe aren't a huge fan of it and I get that but Mm -hmm. even just like for me like even realizing seeing like like one one person for example Dex is the person that Liv was mentioning who's one of Mm -hmm. our who's one of our students um but has 
this last year he went to Ithaca for his first semester or for his first year of college and mm -hmm. has now been home back here and we FaceTimed him this last week and like yeah. that was just fun to be able to see him and to actually like, see his face and to feel like you know he was there and it just yeah. meant a lot and we FaceTimed him while he was at college too so it was yeah. actually really weird being like you're in town now, and you should be hanging out with us at our dining room table, yeah. and you're not, but it's okay, because we still get to see you and connect, yeah. and he laugh together, and hear about the hard stuff, and the good stuff, and everything in between, um, and so I think that's just where it's important to keep up those relationships with people who, who just mean a lot to you, who mm -hmm. you feel called to just be there for. Yeah. It's... Maybe you've already had people that you've mentored. Maybe you don't necessarily have people in that you have had like a mentor or leader sort of relationship with in the past, but they're just on your heart and you want to connect with them deeper. You don't have to be like previously best friends with someone mm -hmm. to set up a FaceTime or a Zoom or a video call and connect in that way. So that's just encouragement to reach out and do that. Mm -hmm. Number two is to send prayers, verses, or encouragement over text or voice message. Yeah. So this is kind of a broad one. They're all pretty broad. But one thing I've done with that is, personally, I've used Instagram messages and the, like, questions feature to collect some prayer requests and then voice memo back praying over people, which has been a really cool way to pray for many of them like strangers on the internet and people that I don't know but pray over some like really hard stuff mm -hmm. and some some stuff is just like good and simple like you know just praying for a blessing over their week or a physical thing going on but that's been a really effective way I found to pray over people how about for you when it comes to those like personal little messages and those kind of one-off things. Yeah, I uh, for those that have iPhones, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Android does, does mm -hmm. it too, but the little, like, voice recorder you can do in text, yeah. like, been using that, um, just sending it to different people, whether they're staff members of the church or whether they're leaders or whether they're students, um, just sending an encouragement or a prayer or just being like, hey, I was just thinking of you, like, just as mm -hmm. simple as that. Um, something super random that I never thought would have been the case is I've been talking to a few students through Snapchat. Um, yeah. Because that's been coming up in the rise yeah. with this younger generation again. That's and been your kind of creative it's method. Been, it's been a creative method where I've been talking yeah. to, I mean, like, anywhere from two to four students. Not not many, but, like, yeah. that's been a, a way that it's, like, texting to them. Where I'm texting them mm -hmm. and, like, there's been moments where I've been able to, like, pray for them or hear, like, oh, I'm looking for, like, a summer job. And be like, mm -hmm. hey, well, well, hey, I'm going to keep my eyes out. I'll be praying for a job for you, too. Like, just yeah. little things like that. Just being authentic and intentional in those ways. Just caring about people's lives. And just caring about them. Yeah. Checking in with them. Totally. Yeah, which can be can be exhausting, and you're trying to check in yeah. with all your personal friends and people that you're trying to minister to and your family and everything. And that's where I think some of the fatigue for everyone is coming in, especially at this point where we are sick of being on, on screens oh, and yeah. only being able to connect that way. It gets really draining, but um, the more you can focus on just being like, you know what, I'm just going to ask the Lord today. Who's one person that might need an encouragement? Yeah. One person. And it might be someone you know really well. It might not be someone, but just being open to the Lord. And in everything, in all that we're talking about, 
openness to the Holy Spirit and his leading and mm-hmm. his prompting is number one importance. Totally. And I'd even say to you, like, like just as an encouragement to you, because yes, we're all feeling the like fatigue of connecting through like just online platforms and social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but even for those that are maybe feeling an extra connection to you or feeling an extra leading from the Holy Spirit to even connect with some of the younger generation, like mm-hmm. they're truly just looking for authentic, intentional, like connection. Like it could yeah. be as simple as, Hey, I was thinking of you. Mm-hmm. How are you? And like, then let them lead into this thing. Like it doesn't have to be more than that. And that instantly makes them feel known and connected. Um, and I feel like that could be the case for not only just that generation, but so many others in the season of being at home just to literally be like, Hey, if you have, if you, someone, if this Holy Spirit puts a name into your head, I just mm-hmm. encourage you to like send a text, send a voice memo and just say, Hey, the Lord brought you to my mind. How are you? Like, yeah, just thinking of you. How can I be praying for you? Just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And we're not perfect at the end oh, of this. No. Just also disclaimer. I like, I'm thinking, Oh man, I have a few of our youth girls who are in high school who haven't been on, uh, which is will be the next point on like our zoom calls and stuff. And they haven't been engaging that I really need to reach out to one-on-one to just check in and like how are you doing and it's been a while since I've checked in with some of them so I'm even feeling that conviction now too that I'm like oh yeah some of my girls need that check-in oh yeah no and I've definitely yeah definitely a disclaimer we're not perfect at this thing (laughs) but there's grace yeah so much grace (laughs) lots of grace um number three is to read the bible or do a book study together on zoom so basically doing zoom small group or bible study do you want to tell them about zoom youth group yeah so so our first like two three weeks we did facebook live and like instagram live Mm -hmm. which was great and super fun like engaging to just get like you know kind of the broader community but then the pastor in me like the pastoral heart in me just knew i was like i needed a space for the kid like our students to have a place to see each other to talk with one another and to be there and so we've been doing now zoom calls uh every wednesday night and seeing their faces like the first thing lights my whole day oh it was just like Makes my week. Makes Heart my week. exploded. Yeah. Every time I see their their faces, I'm like, oh, I miss you. I want to yep. squeeze you. <laughs> yep, yep. And so, so we've been doing that for the last couple of weeks now. Um, and it's been good. It's we. I've kind of been steering it more so in the form of a small group kind of mm-hmm. Bible study, um, where we keep it. We try to keep it at an hour and a half, mm-hmm. um, including just like game times and stuff like that to just be like, hey, let's just have fun together. Let's kind yeah. of enter into a moment of just fun to like escape from maybe the boredom or the um just the feeling cooped up um and and just that tension um but then being able to just sit and read the word together and to be able to um kind of have group discussion based off of it too and for you because it's youth group you're also taking on a little bit more of the youth pastory, a prepped message sort of role yeah yeah so which makes sense because if it was just group discussion with a bunch of, you know, middle schoolers on Zoom, it gets... they talk about mess. farts and yeah. Fortnite and... Well, at least the boys would. And the girls will do their... their crazy... Their inside them. stories. Oh my gosh. Inside jokes, inside yeah. Inside jokes and, and stories. stories. That's their jam. And then I've been doing our Tenacious Together Zoom calls, which, hey, if you want to be a part of it, listener, dear listener... You are welcome to join us Monday nights at 7 p.m. Central. So we're doing these um, basically online small group Bible study on Zoom where we're opening up the Word of God, we're talking, we're connecting, 
Um, and that's been fun. We're just on week two of five for that. And we'll continue that regardless of how regulations change just because it's a cool way to connect with people all across the country. And we had like nine women on the first night and we're just praying that whoever needs a place to connect and to pray for each other, read a word of God together, uh, whoever needs that, they would come. And so that's been kind of my prayer with that and that it would just kind of, there's something powerful that happens when we read the word of God together and when we pray for each other. And so I think that's like the basic that is really simple. You don't have to use a curriculum. You don't have to prepare a fancy message. You can literally just open up your Bible and ask a few friends to join. Mm -hmm. And that it can be enough. Mm -hmm. So it can be four people and or two people. Could even just be you and one other person open up the Bible and praying for each other. And there's going to be power found in that. Yep. Okay. Number four, you ready for this? Share to Instagram or Facebook your takeaways from time with Jesus. This is probably what a lot of people think of when they think of like online ministry and stuff is they think of sharing quotes and blog posts or social media caption statuses on, um, spiritual takeaways and stuff. We both have been doing daily devotionals, mm-hmm. which has sometimes made our little apartment just full of streaming. Oh yeah. Full of lives. <laughs> full of lives. <laughs> it's a good time. It has been a, an adventure. I, I went through my whole book. I like your tenacity with my launch team. And then now I am going, I finished that and I'm going through it with the general public on my Instagram and you started, oh, when did you start doing your daily lives? April 1st. That's right. It was at the well, beginning Well, technically of April. April 2nd because we didn't start on the 1st because that was youth and I just yeah. did a Bible studies version that so night. So it was the 2nd. So then it was the 2nd, but we've been going all of April and we've just been reading from the book of Psalms mm-hmm. a day. You did a Holy Week devotion. Oh yeah, we did a Holy Week. Too. Yeah, yep. That was cool. Yeah, that first, that, that one week of Holy Week, we read through the Holy Week story, like, each day. We kind of read, like, what Jesus did on that day. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's been a way for both of us, both of us have really been stretched by those lives. Mm-hmm. And have been kind of just challenged on how to make messages and connections short and impactful and kind of show up with those daily devotions, because we both have been trying to keep ours under 15 minutes. Which can be hard to do sometimes. Yeah. But it's good. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be long. To be impactful. Yep. And sometimes we have given our lives to no viewers. Yep. <laughs> and it's just been us and an iPhone. <laughs> yep. What have you learned through that process of showing up when no one else is there? You know, I think if anything, it was just the, the act of just showing up and the yeah. part of just like trusting it. And even for me, like just gr- like, um, growing in that and being like consistent in it. Um, cause even in that, like on those days there where maybe no one showed up, um, a day or two after I'd have even, I, I'd have a bunch of people show up or even just one person show up, but like they're literally be within about a 24 hour gap. Someone coming out and saying, Hey, I just want you to know like how, thankful I am for your consistency on this Mm -hmm. thing and just like the way that you're encouraging either the students or even myself and just even people within our church that are hopping on on occasion and just being like impacted by it um and just trusting that 
my simple yes and my mm -hmm. simple uh, act of just showing up and being present and giving my all and um, speaking what I feel the Lord's put on my heart is what needs to happen and what needs to be brought out and um, just that willingness to be like, all right, I did my part, God, you do the rest. Yeah. And I think it can be so, so, so simple, but how powerful, I like, I honestly have been loving the fact that when I open up Instagram or, and not usually as Facebook as much, but for Instagram, like I see Bible verses, I see encouraging quotes, I see just like that encouragement and that spurring on. And that's been encouraging to me and my soul and like putting out the truth of the Bible into the world is important no matter if one person sees it or a million. Um, a simple, super, super, super simple thing to do that we both have done is just even like screenshotting, screen shooting, screen shooting Bible verses and passages of scripture that we might have read in our quiet time. We're like, oh, this is, this is a good verse. This is a good takeaway. And there's just power in releasing the word of God. It says in the Bible that the word of God does not return void, but it goes out and it accomplishes what it is like meant to do. Yep. And so I just believe that every time you or us, we release the word of God, it's going to be powerful and effective. Mm -hmm. And it might just be for one person, but that's okay. Because that's kind of our, our motto around here is for the one. <laughs> yep. One person matters to the Lord. So it matters to us. Yeah. Our last fifth way to make disciples at home is pray. Pray. Pray all day. Slay and pray. <laughs> Slay and pray. <laughs> um, this is kind of a Christian use, duh, sort of <laughs> item. But it's valid. Yep. Because prayer, our prayers are powerful and effective. I was just reading in James the other day about how the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. Mm -hmm. And how like Elijah when he prayed God stopped the rain and when he prayed God sent the rain and that there's just like so much power in our prayers whether they're in hard times and praying for healing and praying for breakthrough or whether they're in good times and you're you're thankful and you're rejoicing and you're bringing those prayers to God um praying is a really effective way to share the gospel yep and prayer will also propel you into what God has for you as a next step mm -hmm. and who God wants you to reach. What have you been learning about prayer in this season, babe? Yeah. I mean, really similar thoughts just in that place of, I mean, even so we've been reading through the book of Psalms with the students and mm -hmm. even so many of the Psalms are songs and prayers to God. And we know, we all know that the majority of them were written by David, but there's also even ones that were written by, you know, the group of the people like the tribe of Korah or like the sons of Korah. Um, and different people like that to you. And, um, but specifically with David's like, there's those highs and low moments. And, in, and even in those low moments, he's still in those bringing back this hope piece where he's like, God, like I, like even like ones where like we read one where like Absalom, his son chases after him. And there's a Psalm about him, like basically being like, Lord, like save me from my enemy. Who's my son? Like, which is crazy. But then in that place of hope or, or like loss of hope and despair, he's also staying hopeful in the fact that like, God, you are already enthroned above yeah. like everything. Like you were sitting in on earth, like in heaven, enthroned in heaven and on earth. And like this piece of that 
and and just in that place like he's just praying in that hope and and praying and like holding back and remembering those places too something we talked about with our students too is just the idea of the story of joshua um when they were crossing the jordan um and the lord said in the midst of the crossing the jordan there was rocks underneath the where the priests like the priests took the ark and they stood in the middle of the river as it's like separated and they waited there until everyone crossed and then one person from each tribe had to go grab a uh, rock where the feet of the priests were to create mem uh, remembrance stones mm -hmm. um and in that place of in the and he, he had them do it in the middle like right in the midst of of this transition um and being able to use those as like prayers and, and remembrances of that and so i think even in that like the lord's been reminding me he's like caleb like your prayers in this season are going to be remembrance stones and and memorials to look back at when the season is over to be like whoa god you showed up in this way yeah remember to like pray for revival pray yeah. for souls like we're believing that the the church of god is going to be advanced not just like individual churches but like the global church the movement of the people of god is going to be advanced there's fascinating history mm -hmm. about plagues and pandemics and how they produce revival yeah there's actually been historical proof that after a plague comes a revival and a move of god and comes just incredible breakthrough for the church and the body of christ and so I think this is a refining time. This is a stretching time where a lot that a lot of our comforts are being, you know, taken away. And I believe that God is going to produce out of this hunger and desire for people to come to know him, to be mm -hmm. built up, to, to find their full worth and identity in him, to find their peace and their joy in him. And I want my prayers to be a part of that. And yeah. I want my heart to be ready. And that's the beautiful thing about prayer is that it prepares our hearts. I want my heart to be ready to be a part of what God is doing on this earth. And I also want my heart to be ready to see the people who need love. Mm -hmm. um, we've even just, I was praying for our neighbors and even at the beginning of coronavirus was really stretched to pray for um, an elderly neighbor that we have on our floor of our apartment. And we've had some opportunities to help her with carrying up groceries or things like that. We haven't seen her in a few weeks, which is kind of a good thing because also like she's elderly and at risk and is like a spunky, fiery old woman who <laughs> like, <She's great. laughs> she told me that she's like, do you know who Betty White is? I'm like her. <laughs> Which I'm like, I love you. Please be another grandmother. <laughs> um, she's wonderful. But we've just had, that was someone who the Lord stirred on my heart. Just to be praying for her. And I didn't know who she was. I just knew there, there was an older woman who was on oxygen on our floor. And the Lord had opened up opportunities to get to querying her groceries, help her with um, a phone issue. She stopped by one day early on and all this. And um, just being thankful that, yeah, when we pray, the Lord will open up the opportunities and he's preparing our hearts to take them and to, to go after people. Mm -hmm. So, and even, you know, your heart might be like mine. It could be for young women, for college girls and high school girls. And the Lord might bring you a spunky 80-something-year-old lady. <laughs> And that's the beauty of God is that 
he he wants all people to come to know him and he will work through all things mm-hmm. so any last parting thoughts advice pastor pastor caleb just remember that there's a lot of grace in this season yes like just remember the grace that we have been given through christ is still a piece of it in the season abundant grace <laughs> um that doesn't mean that you use that to be the, the crutch that like, well i'm not going to try and step out if the lord's speaking to you i encourage you like even if it's just a simple thing like we said like just mm-hmm. step out and and trust that he's going to show up um and just believe that yeah just that the ministry isn't being like isn't going to stop the the ways of us just engaging in the relationships that are, like we have aren't going to stop uh the gospel can't be stopped um yeah. and we are going to see some crazy cool god stories come out of this um both from the midst of it but also moving forward into that move and that revival like Liv mentioned yeah but just that big piece remember grace so much grace so much grace guys yeah we we're doing this imperfectly you're doing it imperfectly we're all doing it imperfectly and that's the beauty of it is that god doesn't call us to do it perfectly he just calls us to give him our simple yes mm-hmm. so we're praying for you guys yeah we're cheering for you we believe in god in you and know that he's going to do great things through you so until next time, friends, you can find us on Instagram and DM us how you're doing with emojis. Yes. You can also find my book, I Like Your Tenacity, at the link in the show notes, as well as our Tenacious Together group if you want to join in on that and hang out on Zoom. You can also find a link to Caleb and all the cool things that he's doing. I'll put that in the show note, too. <laughs> I'm going to make an Instagram star out of you yet. Cool. Caleb's making really great memes in this season. So if you need some A-plus memes, you got to go see Caleb's Instagram. There you go. <laughs> Come check out the memes. We're here for the memes. Here for the memes. Stay for the glory. I guess. <laughs> Come for the memes. Stay for the glory. Your new motto. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Bye.